Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 11 of Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagataro, Second Attack. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. So it seems like we're just sort of recapping what had happened. Nagataro makes it clear that she wants to both focus on judo and toying with senpai, so you know... Like, she's kind of said nothing and everything right there that, you know, even though judo's sort of a big thing for her now, so is senpai. And, you know, if that weren't enough, senpai's sort of, I guess, facing a similar sort of thing in that he's sort of confronted with the topic of being forthright in regards to Nagataro. You know, the president's cousin here she makes it very clear that there is love and he should grab it and give it a big ol' squeeze and you know that's pretty sad advice but that sort of leads into what I suspect will be the big conflict for this episode the next one you know it's become clear that if senpai wants to advance things He's gonna have to take Nagataro out on a date. And, you know, that's a, a pretty big hurdle, all things considered, for this guy. So now that Senpai has established that some sort of date is going to have to go on here, I guess the only question really is, you know, what do you do? Because I'm sure the first thought streaking through his head is, if he does something stupid, not only will it torpedo his chances, but Nagataro's probably going to tease him for it. So I'd imagine that this is sort of like, you know, the hero's journey. I've been reading that book, you know, The Hero with a Thousand Faces, and I'm pretty sure this right here is uh, the refusal of the call to adventure. I 
I mean, at the very least, Senpai is making the reasonable argument that by trying to do something, he would only be walking into a trap. And you know, under normal circumstances, he would probably be correct, but... You know, this is sort of like, um, a prisoner's dilemma, almost, you know? He thinks by being forthright, he'll be made a fool of, but what he doesn't realize is that this is sort of like the one behavior that Nagatara would condone. And she might make fun of him to save face, but it's half-hearted more than anything else. You know, this is a, a bizarre shift in tone. Like, I mean, I guess it sort of fits in for the art club president to just sort of do something like this, you know, riding a motorcycle, dressed as she is, no less. I mean, Senpai naturally understands that things will only become more complicated by involving more people. It's very unfortunate that the way the president's cousin is describing things, you know, she just sort of takes it all in at face value as though she would have described it in those same terms. I mean, She's undoubtedly correct, you know, follow your heart, work on your instincts here, don't overthink things. But at the same time, you know, I feel like this is the right message being delivered by the wrong person. So you know, this might actually present something of a golden opportunity for Senpai. If the Judo Club is still practicing, then you know, eventually they'll let out, thus giving him the opportunity. And it seems as though, you know, Nagataro is faintly embarrassed by the fact that he was sort of waiting out for her. Or, you know, maybe she's just sort of flushed from exercise. Uh, kind of hard to tell. So I guess she naturally sort of understands that there's something going on here. You know, Senpai's being a little bit evasive, but... I don't know. It doesn't seem like he's actually getting down to business. I mean, I guess I can't blame him entirely, and, you know, there needs to be a little bit of drama. You know, I feel like... Senpai probably doesn't deserve to be teased for something like this, you know? It's not his fault that the art club president and her family are all sort of deviants. 
But I guess it makes sense that eventually the conversation would turn towards whether or not Senpai misses all the time they spent together. And it is telling that, you know, she's not teasing for saying, yes, I do miss you. She's teasing that he wasn't as perhaps emphatic as she would have liked. Ooh, that's a hint right there. You know, if only there was some place we could hang out aside from the club room. Well, you know, it turns out you can do such a thing. You know, it's called a date. Oh, Senpai's couching it in a hypothetical. You know, what would you like to do on your day off, hypothetically speaking, asking for a friend? I mean, this sort of thing is always pretty darn transparent, but, you know, Nagataro at least doesn't seem like she's willing to tease him for it initially. You know, that little cutaway to the motorcycle helmet, I feel like there's something to that, you know, this is like what do you call it? Chekhov's gun? I mean, it seems to me that it might be sort of out of line with the tone and the general sort of setting of Nagataro and all that. But I'm wondering if they, like, put a radio transceiver on Senpai so they could listen into this conversation. Now, I know Nagataro's being a bit silly here, but, you know, I feel like maybe a, a nice little jaunty hike up Mount Everest is uh, a little bit too much for a first date, you know? Nobody's really called it a date yet, but, you know, that is what it is. You know, I I think Nagataro's just sort of deliberately being silly, you know, picking things that are unrealistic because... Well, actually, you know, now that I think about it, maybe she's being obtuse deliberately because Senpai's not being straightforward, you know. Maybe I'm ascribing a little too much... I don't know, intrigue to it, but, you know... Nagataro knows what he means, but just wants him to be straightforward about it. Ooh. Yeah, she realizes her mistake now. You know, you pushed too hard, and now the whole thing's crumbled. Alright, well that's, uh... I guess that's kind of an interesting solution, you know, have Senpai think of a place to go. I guess... You know, the idea being... It could be something he wants to do as well. I guess to make up for the inevitable teasing.
It is interesting to see Nagatara on the back foot, though. You know, even as she shoots down all his ideas, she also sort of has to encourage him as well. Now that is interesting that he would even consider going to, like, a racetrack to bet on horse racing. I mean, Nagatara makes the reasonable point that they are only in high school, and uh, I feel like gambling's probably illegal if you're underage in Japan, too. You know, it is like an interesting sort of like verbal fight here. Where, you know, Nagataro is trying to guide him in the direction of something and he has to sort of rack his brains to think it up. Wow! <laughs> oh, let's go see an illegal dog fight. Oh, that's a fantastic idea. Oh my god, the look she gave him, like, jazz music stops. Wow. Man, it turns out Senpai didn't need anybody's help to torpedo anything. He did it himself by suggesting a dogfight. Oh my god. You know, this is one of those little things where, like, there's got to be some kind of a higher power looking out for you. Where, you know, he realizes that, like, this little sort of construction mascot of a penguin. You know, Nagataro likes penguins, so why don't you go to some place that has penguins? And if it's not the zoo, then, you know, the aquarium would work, wouldn't it? And his delivery is, you know, a little bit less than polished, but I feel like you couldn't fault him for it, considering the passion he brings to the table. Man, she's really forcing him to just come out and say it. Here we go. This is the good stuff. If you have something to say, say it properly. I mean, he is sort of saying it properly, but he's kind of dancing around the idea that it's a date, you know. He did say, you know, do you want to go to the aquarium, but, uh... I don't know, I feel like it would have had more impact if he said, let's go on a date to the aquarium. I mean, nevertheless, the worst case scenario does not come to pass. You know, she doesn't tease him for it. Instead, she accepts, you know, rather, um, rather happily. So that last little scene sort of informs me that there might be three factions here. Obviously there's Senpai and Nagataro trying to enjoy a date, 
there's the art club president and her cousin, who I guess are sort of rooting for Nagatora and Senpai. You know, more on Senpai's side than anything else. And then there's Nagatoro's friends. And at this point, they're, um... A bit of an unknown element. You know, they've clearly witnessed events. But whether or not they see fit to intervene is as yet unclear. Man, you know, the art club room really isn't the same without Nagataro. And, you know, it's not like it's necessarily being presented that way, but... Like, it's just true. And I guess some of it has to do with Senpai being kind of out of it. You know, it's not like art has been a super priority of his, despite what he says, you know. It seems like more often than not, he got caught up in whatever Nagataro was doing. Although it seems like, you know, club activities are now sort of focusing on his love life again. You know, the president's cousin is uh, a rather intense person, you know, just sort of congratulating him so intensely over merely completing the first step. Now that's a real left-handed compliment that, you know, like this, this super nerdy loser got a date, you know. Good for him. It makes my heart swell with pride. It's like, you know, you don't have to say stuff like that. You can just sort of say congratulations and leave it at that. So it seems like Senpai is not the only one who's zoning out. You know, Nagataro is also sort of off in her own little world. And I guess, you know, if they're both sort of focused on an impending date, you know, mundane life would seem a little bit less important, I'd imagine. Alright, so Nagataro seems to be acting out of character by not wanting to see Senpai after school, even when the opportunity presents itself. And, you know, her friends are immediately speculating. And I guess I can understand why. You know, normally she would never pass up a chance like this. But... Oh dear. Yeah, they're ascribing motive to Nagataro for sure. <laughs> it's interesting how they just sort of jumped to that conclusion and then immediately decide that, you know, they need to warn Senpai like some horrible tragedy is about to befall him. Oh dear. So I think I know how things are shaping up here. You know, if these two want to prevent any sort of uh, intermingling, 
I can only imagine that the president and her cousin will strike up the, uh, the opposite position. Where, you know, if they're not explicit in saying it, you know, they definitely encourage it tacitly. So I guess, fortunately, Yoshi and Gamo are not exactly discreet about their intentions to interfere. You know, I'm wondering if this is going to end up being like a sort of farce where Senpai and Nagataro are none the wiser that people are trying to interfere on their date because everybody is so effective at preventing the other group from intervening. That would be an interesting way to take things, but, you know, I don't know if that's exactly realistic. So here we have the big day. And it seems like, you know, Senpai's gotten there a bit early. And I can hardly blame the guy. I think I'd probably be nervous and do the same thing in his situation. You know, show up early just to ensure that I'm not late. So I guess, you know, you can't get away from the teasing entirely, you know, like... You know, you sure you want to go to the aquarium, not a love hotel instead? Ha ha ha. Yeah, so here we have it. The two groups are drawing up battle lines. One group seeks to protect Senpai, somewhat misguidedly, and the other group seeks to ensure that everything goes off without a hitch.
Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.